The Best in Class podcast is back. Sean Sullivan, GM of Bill Curry Ford, is also the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, and he is here to talk about the Bucks. He's a little fired up today, and of course, his usual sprint around the league and what young players and rookies are doing and what kind of impact they're making after you followed them through the NFL draft process. Here he is, Sean Sullivan, Best in Class podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. What a great day to be alive. Just fantastic stuff going on at the dealership. Construction's moving along. Everything is fantastic. Uh, We're getting a really great deals right now in the construction sale. We are rebuilding uh, and remodeling the stores that got hit by Hurricane Ian. So we're we're on the, the right side of that wrong right now. Say hi, Grace. Hi. Please follow us at Bill Curry Ford Tampa, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. Please share this podcast with your friends um, as it keeps growing and growing and growing. It's going to be a lot of fun. And in the first of the year, I think uh, Grace and I are going to be looking at doing some YouTube during the podcast so that people have reached out and asked me if they can watch the podcast. I don't, I don't see why not. I think that'd be kind of fun to do from the dealership. Maybe we can sponsor some uh, some cars and some other things. Great news. I'll be at Big Storm with the Joe Bucks fan uh, crew um, for the uh, Germany Bucks games. That's going to be very exciting. Again, the construction is going very well. We have a construction sale going on, so please visit uh, BillCurryFord.com. Jump on there. Get some specials on the lifetime warranty on new and used cars. Now every used car is certified with a Ford Blue Advantage, which is really great stuff. And now let's get into some football. So my life is great. Hope your life is great. We have um, a lot of election stuff coming up, a lot of real life stuff that we have to do. So what do we do? We escape into sports. And that's my favorite thing in the world, besides my wife and children, of course. I will tell you that it is mind boggling how much I love football. Have since I was a kid, right? Every day, football, football, football. I'm really into rookies, as you guys know, since you guys listen to the podcast. And only when you play the Carolina Panthers, as bad as the Buccaneers played, can you literally make me not want to watch football. It was that bad, guys. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but my goodness, was it bad. I, I don't even know what to say. I have a list, of course. I have a list of notes of things to go over. We're going to review some of the game. We're going to review some great rookies that are that are performing in the NFL right now. So, so it's going to be a fast 30 minutes. It's going to be the best 30 minutes of a podcast that you're going to get in the country. And that's that's my opinion. You know, I, I have I tend to agree with right, Grace. I do too. Right. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to be so negative. Just because I'm in a great mood today is my wife's my lovely wife's birthday, Christina. She's an amazing woman. Today is her birthday. We're going to celebrate her birthday by I'm taking her to Fleetwood Mac. We're going to have a great time. And I'm going to not think about the Bucks for this evening. It's really hard. So one, I like Todd Bowles. So let's just get that out there. So this isn't going to be a, a smash on, let's fire Todd Bowles, you know, into, into the early season. But I will tell you that he needs to learn on the job. Um, he said that he learned from his Jets experience a lot of things about delegation and a lot of things about how he was going to stay out of the offense and focus on the defense with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But somebody needs to to talk to Todd and say, you need to change this up a little bit. You need to have a more direct approach with your staff. I, I, and one of the one of his post-game, he said he prefers sarcasm over over directness with, with a player. I prefer uh, directness. That's how I manage. And 
Listen, it doesn't matter what your industry is. If you manage three, four, five, nine hundred employees, trust me when I tell you, you need to be direct at all times because it's, it, it can get out of hand if people don't have a clear message of what we're doing. And it's clear to me that because the team performs at this level, you literally played a team that's tanking. The owner of uh, Tepper has got to be going, what do I, who, who do I have to get rid of? Do I need to trade my fourth string quarterback? Do I need to trade the guy that I literally signed off the street? Signed off the street that this rushed for 150 yards against this Buccaneers team? Do, who do I need to get rid of to lose a football game? I mean, that's crazy to me. It's, it's just insane. You can literally uh, talk about the Carolina defense has one player on it. One player. Just block that one guy. Just one guy. Block the one guy. Okay? It's one guy. Brian Burns, by the way, which if you listen to best uh, uh, in-class podcast, you would say that that was the guy that I wanted the Bucks to, to draft because I said he was going to be a superstar. Guess what? He's a superstar. And he apparently one-handed can stop an entire Buccaneers offense, which is crazy to me. But the fact that the team itself is not firing on any cylinder. If you look at this game, tell me one facet of the Bucs that's playing well. How about just average? Can't run the ball, can't stop the run. Can't block, can't pass rush, right? We can't get open as a receiver, and we can't guard anybody as a corner. Uh, our special teams, I'm not even talking about special teams right now. The, the fact is you have Tom Brady, the best quarterback ever to play the game, Okay. Lee brought this point up on Joe Buck's fan, and I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say that I, I don't always agree with Lee. He knows that. We we laugh about it all the time. But I will tell you, yes, Brady is throwing 48 times versus 51 times. That he, you know, I get the fact that he's still throwing the ball. It's not that he's not throwing the ball, it's that he's decided to throw the ball like the John Gruden West Coast Dink and Duck offense, where we're throwing behind the sticks consistently. We're not getting the ball down the field. I mean, we literally just came from the number one offense in the NFL under Bruce Arians when, when we sling it down the field. Jameis Winston threw for 5,000 yards, guys, and 50 touchdowns. And, yes, he threw for 30 interceptions because he's not Tom Brady. But we've got to throw the ball down the field. Throw it down the field. The safeties on Carolina sit on the line the whole game. The whole game, they never moved. They said, we're going to stop the run. And make them throw the ball. Who on earth ever went into a game plan and said, we want Tom Brady to throw the ball? Like, that's our plan? That's your plan is to have the guy throw the ball? The guy threw the ball 48 times. I'm looking at his stats right here. Tom Brady threw the ball 49 times, for, completed 32 of them for 5.9 yards. A throw. Are you kidding me right now? This is Tom Brady. This guy can put a ball 50 yards down the field into a basket, a laundry basket. What are we doing? Like, I, I don't understand why we're not stretching the field. You're letting the, the defense creep up. You're calling the same plays over and over again. And, and, and Ira's right about one of the things that he talked about was there are some teams that can do the same plays over and over again and be successful. Chiefs are one, right? The Rams are another one. I mean, we, we know, you know what they're going to try to do, and they do it anyway because they inflict their will on their opponent. We do nothing. We literally are going through the motions. We look old, and, and trust me, I hate saying that because I'm, I'm getting old, but I will tell you, but we don't look like we're interested in the game at all. From our coaching staff all the way down, there's no emotion. None. Brady's the only person getting mad, apparently, 
you know, it made national news because he screamed at the offensive line. So what? Somebody scream at somebody. Somebody get mad. Somebody throw a helmet. Somebody spear somebody and get a 15-yard penalty and get thrown out of the game. At least I know you're alive. At least I know that you're that you're trying to do something. I mean, my goodness, if, if I wanted a call center for Verizon as a football team, we know where that is. We have that right now. You ever walk into a call center, a large one? You know, Tampa, if you guys walk into a call center, it's a bunch of people going, hello, thank you for calling Verizon. How can I help you? Hello, please hold. Hello, thank you for calling Verizon. How can I help you? Please hold. That's what we have as a football team. For goodness sakes, wake up. Driving me nuts. Somebody, you guys are millionaires, for goodness sakes. At least pretend that you want to earn the money. Okay, when you line up against somebody on the other side of the ball, can you please push the guy instead of being pushed backwards? Our offensive line got pushed back. I, I, I saw Tristan Wirth's worst game as a pro. I don't know what's going on, if it's just contagious. Is it like COVID where, where one of our players gets COVID and then everybody else gets COVID in the locker room and we're all walking around with the same mentality? Wake up. It's ridiculous. As a football fan, I can't watch it anymore. And I wasn't even going to go there with this grace. But let me just tell you something. As a guy that spends in the six figures, I spend over $100,000 a year to the Glazers personally to watch these games in a suite that's sponsored by the most amazing family, Bill Curry Ford, in, in, this, in this region. The, the money that we spend, and not only the fact, I sit on a board that spends $2 million with the Buccaneers in advertising so that I can sit there with my children and watch this nonsense I mean, complete nonsense. My son was on his cell phone playing a game, and you know why I didn't pull him off of it? Because I was embarrassed. I was like, you know what? I'm going to let him play his game, Grace. I'm going to let him play on his iPhone. doesn't matter that we're in a suite. Let him play his game. Let him, let him do his thing. You know why? Because it's embarrassing what the product was. I mean, and the fact that we're going to sit there and do the same thing over and over again. Why? Because it gets different results. No, 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 no. Because it gets the same results. And by the way, kicking a field goal when you're down by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, Todd, let me tell you something about being a head coach, right? I'm not a head coach, but I've, I've, I've played one on television, okay? I can tell you right now that when you kick the field goal, you're still two scores away from getting back in the game. Whether you made that field goal or missed the field goal, it doesn't work. Why? Because you're still two scores away. So you go for on fourth and eight, you go for the touchdown. And if you don't make it, at least you're, you're, you're giving your defense at least something with a fourth string quarterback, a running back who hadn't played all year, and a guy you signed off the street that was just working out at like a 24-hour gym waiting for another opportunity to run for 150 yards against a supposedly great defense. Okay? This is trash that we're watching and you and and let me just tell you something this is nothing personal i have to see these guys all right so for the for the best in class listeners understand that i see the buck players i see the buck coaches they're great people i'm not this is nothing personal this is just business same thing i tell my employees this is business this isn't personal put a product on the field that's worth watching not only are you boring you're losing it's like watching paint dry watching this team play Run up for one yard. Run up for one yard. Get knocked off the ball consistently. You got Brady back there throwing the ball, and he's getting the ball out of his hands fast. And if you guys haven't noticed, everybody brings up this stat. Well, Brady doesn't get sacked. It's like second. You know why he doesn't get sacked, guys? 
because he gets rid of the ball in like less than two seconds. And that's when, that's why plays don't develop downfield. That's why routes don't get run correctly because we're getting rid of the ball too fast. You want to know why Brady's doing that? Because he's protecting his knees. I watched it over and over and over again. When he sets his feet to throw the ball, he's worried about getting hit. You know why? Because it's a real possibility that he's going to go down. Right? At, at his age, it doesn't matter if he's 35 or 25. Ask Tua. He ain't, he's not 45 years old. You don't want to continue to get hit, so you get rid of the ball, and Brady's smart enough to get rid of the ball. We've got to protect him better. Oh, and by the way, this rotation of guards that we're doing right now, and, 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 I'm even, and we're going to get into the rookies in a second. I'm, I'm still on my rant, okay? We're going to talk about this rotation of guards. Let me tell you, the last head coach is Todd. I hope you're listening. And Grace, does Todd Bowles listen to this podcast? He does. Yes, he does. Todd, listen to me. I like you so much. I want you to be the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers until you retire. But listen to me. I'm going to give you a list of head coaches that decided to rotate guards. Okay? I'm going to give you a list. And you tell me if you want to be on this list or a different list. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer lasted less than one season in the NFL. Rotated guards. Next one. Matt Patricia. You want to put your name on Matt Patricia as a head coach? He was another guy that rotated his guards. Fired. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Guess when he got fired? The last year that he got fired with the Eagles, do you know what he did? He rotated guards. Okay? You want to be on this list? Don't be on this list. You want to know why you don't rotate guards? It's football 101. Right? It's not like rotating a quarterback, wide receiver, or running back rotation. The offensive line plays as a unit. It's a unit. It, 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 has, to, it has to be its own ecosystem. Donovan Smith has to know what's going on next to him. He has to know the tendencies of the guard that's playing next to him so he can know, can I line up outside? Can I line up more inside? No, Gedeke's got that inside rush. No, uh, Leverett's got that inside rush. I don't have to do that because this guy can move his feet. I can line up this way so I can be more productive. Or your starting center, when he's making line calls, knows what these guys doing to the left and to the right of him. Rotating guards? I mean, again, Urban Meyer, Matt Patricia, Doug Peterson, all fired for rotating guards. Don't be a part of that, please. Todd, please, stop rotating. You have a guy that's not playing well, go to his face and say, listen, I love you as a player, right? You're not ready. Sit down. I'm going to play somebody else who's more ready for the position. And guess what? Hit the gym harder. Hit practicing harder and win the job back because that's how a real team is run. You're not handed jobs, you win jobs. And then you play really hard to keep the job, right? And if you don't play hard, you lose your job. This is real life, guys. Real life. You don't, you have to actually come to work every single day with your little, with your little bag of, of a sandwich and chips. And you have to bring it every single time that you come to the game. They put him back in the game in the third quarter, and I'm talking about Gedeke, and he got pancaked on the first play. Pancaked on a running play. Just got destroyed off the ball. I'm not down on Gedeke. First of all, he shouldn't be starting, okay? Aaron Stinney unfortunately had an injury. I believe that Stinney would have won the job afterwards. But, but the coaching staff has to be faster to react to situations, okay? Kappa was a great draft pick. Jason Light drafts Kappa, and, and we watched him play the first year as a rookie. He didn't see the field. You want to know why? Because he wasn't good enough. And then when he was good enough, he played, and he played well, right? Offensive linemen take time to develop. Gedeke would have to be, would have to be very, very similar to an all-pro to start as a guard. And I can tell you why. 
you can get, and I know that Steve's going to give me some examples of of how Brady did it and with the Super Bowl and with the Patriots, and he had starting rookie guards. It's yes, I get that. That, but you're but you're naming one or two times. Let's just say there's 32 teams. There's hundreds of draft picks. It doesn't happen very often. Elijah Vera Tucker, one of the top-rated guards the Jets got, was garbage his first year, and he's an All-Pro this year. Okay, it just—it's just not easy for these guys. I've talked about all, all, all of my notes here. We could go through the draft picks. Kate Otten out of Washington. We—it we, looks like he's going to be a terrific receiving tight end. Still needs to work on his blocking. I love Coquif. He actually plays as a strong blocker. He gives everything he's got, and he has better hands than what we talked about. I'd like to see the ball in his hands more because guess what? When he's in there blocking, the defense knows that we're going to run the ball. Why? Because we go to these heavy sets over and over and over again, and we run right into ourselves, right? At some point, play action off of the heavy personnel and throw the ball down the field. Right? This isn't rocket science. And Tom Brady, for goodness sakes, you're the greatest ever. I mean, can't you just tell these people I'm going to audible out of this? You know, just let me run the offense. I'll do it for you. I know. You've forgotten more about this game. Just go out there and say, you know what? If I was Byron Leftwich to save my job, I'd be like, Tom, how about this? How about today? You just call every play from the huddle. And don't tell me it's never been done because Peyton Manning did it, right? And um, Sam Weish's quarterback, Boomer Esiason, did it. Uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. So I know it can be done. Let Tom Brady call the plays, right? Let's throw the ball down the damn field, 5.9 yards a, a throw. I'm tired of throwing the ball behind the sticks, by the way, and letting him run up the field and try to break a tackle. That sounds like John Gruden's offense. That used to drive me crazy too. As far as Rashard White, Rashard White needs more touches. You can clearly see that he has more juice right now than Leonard Fournette. Don't know if Leonard Fournette's hurt. I don't know what's going on with Leonard Fournette, but on third and one, fourth and one, Rashard White has a better chance of getting the, the first down with a little bit more wiggle room. He gets down lower where he's not so high in his pads, where Leonard Fournette gets easily tackled on the top if he's not running north and south. He's, we're not blocking well enough for his north to south running style. Rashard White can at least break it out a little bit. I don't even care if Chris Godwin runs the ball on a direct snap on some of these third and ones. But can we please get some imagination going? Put Godwin in, for goodness sakes. Have him take a direct snap on third and one. Get Brady out of the game. Let's change it up a little bit. For goodness sakes. All right. I'm not talking about the Bucs anymore. Let's just go on to some of the other rookies and some other teams that are actually uh, playing well. So we have the Bucs on, on Thursday night uh, against the Ravens. I have no idea what's going to happen uh, I, because right so far this team has showed no heart against the Steelers and no heart against the Panthers. None. No heart. It's like they had surgery to remove their heart, and there's nothing in there. It's just nothing. Because if you had heart, you, listen, as a Buccaneers fan, I can tell you, I, I, have, I have lived on this earth for 48 years. I have been a Bucs fan since 1976. I have seen the worst football ever played on a football field as a Bucs fan. And the one thing I always took was we played hard. Those teams that lost those games, buddy, they gave it everything they had. They just weren't talented. We're talented, and we just sleepwalked through the damn game. P.J. Walker. What was his stats? Let's, let's look at this. P.J. Walker's stats, okay? Fourth NFL start ever. Ever! Right? The guy's undrafted. 16 of 22, 177 yards, 8 yards of carry, 2 TDs. Are you kidding me? A 126 QB rating? They're trying to get C.J. Stroud. The owner is literally trying, besides 
put like putting uh, sugar in the gas tank of the bus so they don't show up to the game. He's done everything else to make sure they lose. What do we do? We lost 21 to 3. And then we only kicked the field goal to stop from being shut out, which, by the way, I don't even want to – there's a whole other podcast about that. We can get onto a whole other podcast about how terrible and uh, of a call that is. Who cares about the shutout? A touchdown there probably would have won. And don't give me Mike Evans. I don't want to hear nothing about Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a Hall of Famer. The guy gives it everything he's got every time he's on the field. He plays hurt. He plays hurt. He plays hurt. Right? Not, we're not blaming anything on, on, on Mike Evans. All right. Let's get on to the Saints and the Cardinals, right? The Cardinals won 42-34 to 34 over the Saints. This is the best part of football is watching the Saints lose. At least I got that. I got to watch the Cardinals um, come back. Uh, uh, Andy Dalton threw three interceptions, which was really fun. Um, I, will, I will point out Chris Olave out of Ohio State, which was the Saints' number one pick. He's one of my favorite players. I talked about him best in class, seven catches, 106 yards, um, 15 yards a, a catch, 15 yards a catch. The guy gets open. He's a terrific player. Congratulations to Olave. Uh, Cardinals uh, did beat them uh, with the return of DeAndre Hopkins. That was a fun game. A fun game to watch if you love football. Falcons, Bengals, Bengals won 35-17. Uh, this was a Joe Burrow. I'm uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL game. Where he went 30. He he lit. I think he went 28 of 29 to start the game. 34, 42, 481 yards, three TDs. Um, Tyler Boyd, one of his boys, uh, eight receptions, 155 yards on a TD. So that was a big deal. Um, for the Falcons, who have played extremely well, got, the, got their defense got exposed, uh, not against the Bucs, got exposed by the Bengals because they have no secondary. Uh, and they threw the ball all day long on them. Tyler Ajir, the running back at a BYU fifth-round pick, um, 16 carries, 50 yards, and a TD. Um, the, Bing, the Atlanta Falcons found something with this guy. I think he's going to stick around. So congratulations to the Falcons. Uh, next game, uh, Lions and Cowboys. The Lions lost 24-6. to It was actually a very competitive game. The Lions just couldn't score. They went from the number one offense in the NFL to now the last two, two weeks, including their bye week, of being very poor on offense. Their defense definitely had a big turnaround. Um, Rodrigo, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez out of Oklahoma, four tackles, uh, four solo tackles at linebacker for the Lions. Great draft pick. Kirby Joseph. One of my favorite safeties in this draft, third-round pick out of Illinois. Uh, four tackles, three solo, one pass defense, one interception, which was a terrific game. And Kirby Joseph had the hit of the season uh, on Gallup. If you guys didn't see that, he made him do a 360 and fumble the ball. Aiden Hutchinson, the second overall pick in the draft, um, had three tackles, two solo tackles, 1.5 tackles for loss, and a sack. He now has five sacks on the year. He's going to be a double-digit guy. He's a, um, he makes an impact in the game because he has a motor. And he hustles every play. The guy wants to play the game. Uh, Josh Pascoe made his debut out of Kentucky. He's a pass rusher. The Detroit Lions uh, drafted at two tackles and a quarterback hurry. They're going to work him back in. That's really going to help the Lions defense. Uh, I'm going to shout out um, to Jake Ferguson, um, who was a tight end that I absolutely loved out of Minnesota. And I said he didn't get enough carries. I got a lot of emails on him at bestinclass at billcurry.com, which was really nice. Um, but he, had, he, he got worked into the game, um, uh, caught his lone uh, target. But I just wanted to point out that Jake Ferguson is, is in the rotation. And Peyton Hendershot out of Indiana was a free agent of the Dallas Cowboys. This is the glass eater that during the, the uh, combine, I said, uh, for the best-in-class listeners, I said the guy was hitting the um, – 
hitting the uh, uh, what is it called the the uh, the blocking thing the I can't think the sled. He was hitting the sled, right? And he hit the sled so hard, and then he took it and he turned it over on its side. He just it was one of the most violent blocking assignments I've ever seen on a sled. And he destroyed the sled and then flipped it over and turned it on its side and walked away. This guy eats glass as a free agent, and you can see he's signed with the Cowboys. He had two catches uh, for five yards. He had a red zone target, uh, which was pretty great, um, and he just blocks. This guy is a blocker. I love the fact that when you have a mentality on defense, and you're, I mean, Todd Bowles said in the offseason, what I want to do is I want to get better running the ball. I want to be more physical on the offensive and defensive lines. We've backed up, right? And then somebody like the Dallas Cowboys, who has Mika Parsons, which was last year's first-round draft pick out of Penn State, who was a glass eater and was probably the defensive player of the year. Dallas Cowboys go out and get a Ferguson and a Hendershot, uh, and, and you can see what they're doing. They, they have a mentality that they want to play like Demarcus Lawrence. They want physical, mean glass eaters. That's what we need. We don't need finesse players. You need to have tough players. These guys are tough. And their first-round draft pick, Tyler Smith, out of Tulsa, he has been playing lights out at tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. Another physical glass eater. Love them. On to the Colts and Titans. Titans win 19-10 over the Colts. There's really nothing to talk about here. Matt Ryan got benched. Uh, they're going to be starting a, a quarterback, Sam Ellinger, for the rest of the season. That's really interesting. Alec Pierce didn't have a very good game. He was a... He was their second-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. Paris Campbell's back, taking some reps from him. Packers, Commanders. The Commanders, uh, the team formerly known as the Redskins, won 23-21 over the Packers. This is, again, besides the Saints losing and seeing Aaron Rodgers lay on the ground lifeless for a second, it made my day. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is such a pile of crap. And I just I love watching him after the game talk about how he talks about because you, you you can't even understand a word he's saying. He thinks he's some type of of spiritual guy. Um, he's nothing. He's a pagan. He's just a weirdo. Anyway, getting back to football, love seeing Aaron Rodgers get destroyed. Uh, I I told you on a on a on a day where I'm having a really bad day and I want to feel better, I put on YouTube and I watch Aaron Rodgers sit in that little room in the um, during the first round of the NFL draft as he starts sweating and he moves his little tie and he gets all excited and he's the last guy in there. And it just makes, it, it warms my heart to see him like that. Um, it makes me happy, actually. That and watching Cam Newton get destroyed on the goal line when he was dancing into the goal line. Again, uh, that's my screensaver. So that's one of my favorite ones. So moving on, uh, Quay Walker, who was the first-round draft pick of the Green Bay Packers, who I, I very underestimated as a linebacker, had 13 tackles in the game. So he is, he is definitely going to be a star for the Packers. He's out of Georgia. He was their first-round draft pick. I thought he was a second-round pick. He's clearly playing like a first-round draft pick. Uh, congratulations to Quay Walker. Brian Robinson, Jr., the guy that survives three gunshots, 20 carries, 73 yards, 3.7 yards a carry. Doesn't have everything back, but he's just a tough, tough SOB out of Alabama. Congratulations to Brian Robinson, Jr. Moving on to the Giants and Jaguars. The Giants win 23-17. You want to talk about a team like the Giants that had a great draft? They had a great draft. We talked about this when we broke down the drafts. The Giants had a top five draft, and guess what? They're five and one. This is what rookies can do for you. Impact rookies change lives. They change the lives of their coaches. They change the lives of their teammates. They change the lives of their fans. When you draft well, you succeed. Let's go through the Giants um, guys in this, in this draft, right? So let's start with Evan Neal. Evan Neal 
is the left tackle out of Alabama. He's had a, he's had a very um, hit or miss season, which is very common for a left tackle. But he has aha moments like, oh, oh my gosh, he just pancaked another guy for Saquon Barkley. So, I mean, I mean, is he playing at a Pro Bowl level? No. But is he an upgrade? Yes. Uh, Thibodeau, a guy that was rumored to be the number one overall pick before he did an interview and people realized that he's crazy uh, and dropped in the draft. Again, had three tackles, two solo, and three quarterback hurries. Last week, he had a strip sack at the end of the game that sealed the win for the Giants. So congratulations to Kayvon Thibodeau. He is a beast. He is a physical monster. Wondell Robinson was a head-turner. The Giants drafted this wide receiver in the second round out of Kentucky as like a special teams player. He had six receptions, 50 yards, 8.3 yards a carry. He's turning into something, guys. Uh, not Tony, not the kid out of Florida, their first-round draft pick last year, but Wendell Robinson's turning into something. Devin Lloyd, my number one linebacker that everybody seems to forget about for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, seven tackles. He leads the NFL in tackles. Congratulations to Devin Lloyd. A Browns-Ravens game. We play the Ravens on Thursday night. They won 23-20. to Very boring game. The Ravens kind of just lucked into this game. But again, the Ravens play very physical. It worries me because the Bucs, we're, uh, we're, we're a finesse team. We're not, we're not physical. We can get it changed, but right now, that's what we're seeing on tape. Uh, there's nobody I want to talk about, but again, the Ravens win. They do have Lamar Jackson, who's one of my favorite players. He's an amazing player. Uh, the Jets and the Broncos, the Jets won 16-9. They unfortunately lost Brees Hall. He's a running back star, second-round pick out of Iowa, first running back taken, four, four um, rushes for 72 yards and a touchdown before his knee injury. I'm very sorry, Brees. Um, you're really, really playing well. You really had the Jets, who are 5-2, and 4-0 on on, uh, away. So on the road, they're 4-0. Congratulations. Michael Carter, last year's uh, third-round draft pick out of North Carolina, 13 carries, 29 yards, not as effective. But still, he's going to be very good um, starting for the Jets. Of course, since this broke, they, they actually made a trade for James Robinson, a 1,000-yard rusher of the Jacksonville Jaguars for a sixth-round pick. Stole him. I still don't understand that. That that's a, guy, that's a guy you want on your team. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State, four catches, 24 yards. Sauce Gardner, 10 tackles, nine solo tackles, three pass defense. If Sauce Gardner was the number one pick out of Cincinnati, isn't the best defensive back in the NFL. I don't know who he is. He's a rookie, guys. He's already, you tell me a defensive back that's better than Sauce Gardner. He is amazing. If he's not defensive rookie of the year, I mean, I know there's a lot of great candidates, and I know corners usually don't win, but let me tell you something about Sauce Gardner. He's a shutdown corner day one. He has changed the Jets' defense. Greg Dolchich, uh, we talked about him coming to the Bucks. He was a tight end out of UCLA. Very Gronkish. Looks just like Gronk, same size. Um, runs down the field, likes to catch long passes. Caught six passes, 51 yards, and a TD. So congratulations to Greg Dolchich for the Broncos. But again, the Jets had my number one draft. The Jets are 5-2, and 4-away and away on the road. Congratulations to the Jets. Texans, Raiders. Raiders 38-20 to 20 over the Texans. Uh, Damian Pierce, um, the Florida running back uh, of the Texans, 20 carries, 92 yards. 4.6 yards a carry. Guys, he's a star in the NFL. So they got him in the fourth round. So congratulations to the Houston Texans. Derek Steenley Jr., Drafted ahead of Sauce Gardner, played okay, five tackles. Um, he's going to be a good player. He has not gotten hurt yet. Six games into the season, or seven games into the season, so that's a good that's good for Houston because he's a very injury prone player. But he is not Sauce Gardner, guys. Jalen Petrie, 
One of my favorite safeties out of Oregon, four tackles, three ta- solo tackles, a pass defense. I love this kid. He's going to be a star for the Houston Texans. Moving on to the Sea Chickens. They beat the Chargers 37-23. to uh, Kenneth Walker, the, um, which was the college rushing champion last year out of Michigan State, 23 carries, 168 yards, 7.3 yards a carry, and had two touchdowns on the ground. So congratulations to Kenneth Walker. You're a star. Can't stand the Sea Chickens, but let's go through some of their star players. This is what happens when you draft players that make instant impacts on your team. Kobe Bryant, a guy I wanted the Bucks to look at. They got him in the third round out of Cincinnati. He was the, guy, the player that played opposite Sauce Garner. He has started every game for the Seahawks. Six tackles, five solo tackles, one pass defense. Love Kobe Bryant. I think he plays, he plays with some dog in him. He is an angry person, and you can see that. He fits right in on the Seattle defense. Boye Mafe out of Minnesota was also linked to the Bucks. He was one of my favorites of the Senior Bowl. We talked about that during my Senior, my senior Bowl wrap-up. One quarterback hurry, five tackles, three tackles, uh, and one tackle for loss. What a great game by Boye Mafe. Tarek Woolen, the uh, Division II corner that ran a 4-2-40 at the Combine, again starting for Seattle, had a pick six last week and had two tackles and a pass defense this week. So what a, what a great draft for the Sea Chickens. And then Charles Cross, who's playing for Denver, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, from Denver, uh, round one, pick nine, played extremely well again for Seattle. Again, Seattle went out and got a left tackle when they got rid of their quarterback, and who would have thought that Geno Smith would be leading the NFL in every category. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Chiefs 49ers. Chiefs won 44-23. Christian McCaffrey didn't help the 49ers in this game. We'll see moving on. There's nobody I want to talk about in those games. Um, maybe Isaiah Pachinko out of Rutgers. You know, he, he, he looks like he's going to have the starting job. He carried the ball eight times for 43 yards. Nothing spectacular. Steelers, Dolphins. Dolphins won 16-10. Tua returned. Uh, played pretty well. Kenny Pickett started in this game, who was the first-round draft pick out of Pittsburgh. 32-44, 257. Gave up, had a sack, and had uh, two interceptions in the game. George Pickens out of, um, out of Georgia, um, who was the preseason star. Six catches, 61 yards, and a TD. George Pickens is the real deal, guys. Um, and he's going to be Kenny Pickett's favorite for as long as he's starting. So that's really great. And then the game last night, the Bears and the Patriots. I, I was actually very interested in this game because Zappi came in, but the Bears won 33-14. to 14. Um, The Bears drafted Jacon Brisker, who, by the way, if you go back and listen to Best in Class, he was my guy to watch at the Senior Bowl. Uh, and guess what? He is a star player for the Bears. Seven tackles, five solo tackles, one pass defense, one interception, one fumble recovery. The guy is a physical beast. So congratulations to Jacon Brisker. Bailey Zappi. Out of Western Michigan, 14 of 22, 185, and two TDs and, and two interceptions. As you can see, um, he came in cold uh, and threw for two TDs to get him back in the game. And then after that, he just it just it fell apart for Bailey Zappi. Uh, Jack Jones, um, the defensive back at Arizona, fourth round draft pick of the uh, New England Patriots, who had a ton of picks, four tackles, um, four solo tackles, one pass defense. Jack Jones is a starting corner that you got in the fourth round, by the way is probably going to make the Pro Bowl. So congratulations to the New England Patriots. Cole Strange, the, the guy that out of Tennessee, first-round draft pick, that was a third-round projection. Um, they actually had him going into third round to the Bucks in a lot of projections at guard, um, is playing at a Pro Bowl level. So, again, the Patriots had like a 26,000 draft picks 
and they just continue to get draft pick after draft pick because you're going to hit on some of these guys. And boy, did they hit on some guys this time. Uh, Cole Strange is a Pro Bowl starter probably. That's the level that he's playing at. He's just incredible. Again, a guy that, they, that should have gone in the third round, went in the first round. Bill Belichick gets all the criticism, and all he does is win, win, win. So this um, Patriots team is now 3-4, and four, same as the Bucs. Um, they had won three in a, or two in a row, and they just lost this game. So we'll see if they bounce back. Let's wrap this up, Grace. Thank you so much for listening to the Best in Class. Please email me at bestinclass at, at billcurry.com or gthomas at billcurry.com with your emails. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. Please share your podcast. Please leave reviews. I love that stuff. Please visit billcurryford.com to, to visit all of our construction specials that are going on currently. Come down and see the construction. Come down talk football with me anytime you want. Have a great drive home. Thank you, guys. See you next week.